Hello, you're listening to Common Drive with me, a podcast about stunt-filled shows full of heroes. I'm James Dorrington, but you can call me Kip, and I'm your expert. And I'm James Baker, I'm your newcomer. This week we watch Kamen Rider 01, episode 25, and Mashin Sentai Kira Major, episode 1. Henshin! First things first this week, thank you to Japan for making us the number two podcast in TV and film. That is wild. Thank you so like so much, guys. Arigato. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's great like to get that, like, and just like, no, like, okay, nice thought, like a nice moment, you know? Yeah, like, once I saw that, like, it, it meant so much to me because I'm a huge fan of, you know, everything that's going on in Japan. Um, hope you guys are safe out there with this coronavirus going on. Hope you guys are all safe. If you're listening from Japan, if you're not, I also hope you're safe out there too. But to be listed as number two pod in Japan was huge. And um so thankful for you guys listening. Yeah. Especially when like um this subject matter, like it's not like that's the one area, the one country, like one market where like there would be competition. So we're just like very, we're very thankful for that. <laughs> For sure. Especially just starting a couple months ago and, you know, we, we got some views from you guys. It means a lot. Or listens, I mean. <laughs> you mentioned, um, like, the uh, coronavirus. And um, this perked me up, like, that news right as I found out that um, the wrestling show that my girlfriend and I were so excited to actually finally see AEW live in Rochester. And it got canceled, like, four days before. And, like, it was the worst feeling in the world. But, like, like, like this, like, really helped out. And, yeah. Uh, Everything's getting shut down right now, James. Like everything. Every single thing. I mean, I think the last thing I saw today was that um, movie theaters are going to like 50% occupancy. Same thing as restaurants. Uh, at the casino I work at, they're shutting down uh, slot machines in between players. Uh, they're implementing bars and restaurants are closing at nine now. Uh, so much going on. And uh, I feel like a lot of cities or locations are like tiptoeing into quarantining because yeah. I don't I think at this point you can't really quarantine a whole area. But I did see San Francisco went on a twenty four hour three uh three week shutdown. But I'm pretty sure a lot of cases are bigger there just because they're closer to, you know, that uh location. Like that airport's really popular with a lot of foreign yeah. travelers. So they probably have a lot of cases over there. But I'm in Florida so um there's no quarantine yet. Um just, you know, taking their easy precautions and trying to keep ourselves safe. But uh, yeah, man, a lot of movies are pa- hitting the pause button. Uh, movies are getting pushed back later in the year. And Fast 9 is like a year later now. Like New Mutants is once again delayed. Just everything. Yeah, everything. Uh, Quiet Place 2, uh, the new James Bond film that's coming out. Uh, so many things being pushed back. And I mean, can't really release a movie when you have people out there, you know, getting sick from, you know, being in large groups. So. I mean, it sucks, but I'm pretty sure this is what needs to be done. And hopefully this virus goes away and this is a afterthought in the next couple of months. The Universal actually um, like is putting out Tr- Trolls 2 for rental um, the same day as putting out The Hunt, Emma, and like Invisible Man. While they're in theaters, they're also going to be rentable like on like um, on digital. And that's really like that's 
the best way to maybe handle this is say, okay, we still want to like reach people and like help people out. And like, it's let's have these movies that we know probably don't have like the juice to like get pushed back and like still work. It feels good either way, you know? Yeah. I saw, uh, he's a really popular YouTuber, um, Chris Dugman. He does like a lot of movie reviews and, you know, things in that nature. Um, he made a good point on Twitter earlier. He said, this is a great opportunity for us to actually take the initiative and, you know, purchase these movies at home because maybe they will start releasing it at home as, you know, uh, a normal thing, just not just because, you know, this, this pandemic is going on. Um, if a lot of people actually, you know, buy these movies and watch them at home, maybe certain studios will release movies a lot earlier for streaming at home instead of you having to go, you know, drive to the movie theater, pick your seat and go out. So we'll see how this turns out. Maybe this is a reoccurrence in the next few years. And right now, when like there's no NBA, when like there's like it is it um like there's so many seasons like canceled, bro. Yeah, so sad right now. Uh, I just saw LA Fitness is closed until May- March 31st, I believe. Yeah, so that's wild for WrestleMania and for March Madness. Like they're both doing that in like empty stadiums too, which is wild. No, March Madness is completely done. Oh, is, there's it no is? March Madness. Oh, yeah, it's done. That's wild. I thought that was an empty about- stadiums. Yeah. Yeah, think about like if you're a kid, it's your senior year, this is your last chance to play an NCAA tournament and it's taken away from you. So sad. Yeah, but it's like the kind of thing where um, we do kind of have to like take that step because people will go wild if they don't have like that guidance. Like right now, like there's like uh, like you can't buy like hand sanitizer, like toilet paper, that kind of stuff at all. It's wild out there. Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, uh, you know, a thing that really sucks to like have all these seasons being canceled postponed but i mean if we didn't do that this the spread of this virus would just get worse and worse so you got to do what you got to do you know what i mean it did make me watch um for the first time in months like a um monday night smackdown or like um because they were just like in there like and like i'm not like a huge like fan of the wwe but when they like were in there alone and they just had like random people like cracking jokes and making cameras in like an empty room it was like the best it's been for them for like years probably and like it was like wild to see like just how like there was like this um weird like warmth almost to people that were like doing something without like their normal support like to make sure that like both still had something like to be entertained in this um in this time you know yeah and i just saw that uh wrestlemania was canceled in the area that i live in which is like near tampa bay area and it's moving to their training facility in orlando florida and they're doing it without fans which is fucking crazy to yeah think that you know like the biggest event of you know wrestling is going to be performed with no fans that's like watching like the super bowl with nobody in the stands or nobody doing a halftime show or it's like watching nba finals and it's just you can hear a pin drop it's it's going to be a surreal uh experience and i'm not really big in wrestling as i used to be yeah but i do want to tune in to see how this pans out um but uh i do like that they're still going on with the show they're not completely taken away from the fans because you know fans are looking forward mm-hmm. to this but i mean it sucks that you can't be there if you bought tickets i'm pretty sure you're gonna get a refund and you're looking forward to it but um at least they're actually you know still going on with the show instead of completely canceling it and there's um still doing like their like um weekly shows too which is cool and um like i think that it's just interesting to see um compared to most other sports they rely on the hype and like like they play to the crowd so much more which is just like a very strange thing like they're the only sports like still around like right now Mm -hmm. uh but yeah um it's a 
very trying time, but just wash your hands and like be careful and maybe watch some anime. And uh, what should uh, what hunters are you watching, James? Uh, right now I'm watching uh, Hunters on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, it's a really good show. Um, I'm not sure how ac- accurately this show is as far as like history wise, but um, it's very gripping. Um, a quick synopsis about it is that uh, you know, it was Nazis, you know, doing horrible things to the Jews uh, as far as the Holocaust and everything that took place during those times. But supposedly, um, after the war was over, the Americans recruited Nazis and brought them back to the states and gave them new identities and gave them money to live here. But they had to work for the U.S. government, and we benefited from their knowledge and everything that they're doing. But that's pretty accurate. Gr- yeah. Yeah, so there's a group of, uh, you know, recruits that uh, work for Al Pacino's character, and uh, they're going out and looking for the Nazis and, you know, getting redemption for what they did years ago. So it's a very entertaining show, um, very dark. Um, the best way I described it is getting a lot of retweets on Twitter was, I said, it's like Jordan, K- Jordan Pill and Quentin Tarantino linked up to do a comic book adapted universe. So if that doesn't sell you, I don't know what else to tell you, but that's how good it is. So this is Amazon, right? Yes, Amazon Prime Video. Isn't this the same thing as like their like boy show about superheroes? No, uh, <laughs> it goes the same d- okay. dark humor route, but it's it's definitely not like a superhero type show. Um, it comes off comic booky because you know, like the main character, he's like always talking about Star Wars and you know comic book heroes back in the eighties. So it comes off that like that geeky, uh, you know, only terminology that nerds would know. But uh, it's it's definitely has that Jordan Peele like dark humor with the Quentin Tarantino kill streak going on thing. The trailers like almost remind me of um like the Wanted movie with like Angelina Jolie. Um, I never watched that. It's like a secret like assassin like group, and they have like cool guns that can like make bullets curve and everything. It's it's a very like similar style to how it's filmed, I think. But yeah, um, so I don't know if that's alternate history or like trying to be like historical but like it's always like if there's a time where you can make a show and just say hey we just kind of want like that like catharsis of people hunting down nazis it's probably now of all times yeah so um one of my friends that i work with he said he watched it as well he said he looked up to see if this was actually true and he said that supposedly this really happened so um i'm pretty sure you're familiar with uh jordan peele's work he likes to shed light on you know things that took place in you know United States history and bring it to everybody's attention that this is what's going on. Like with Get Out, he brought up, you know, like secret racism or not secret racism, but, you know, ways of racism without being racist. And with us, he brought up the whole commentary of how we treat, you know, homeless people or, you know, others. So I like I loved Get Out like so much. I'm not sure if I mentioned it, but I didn't see it when it first came out. Like I was just like, in school and i was like just like not feeling like anything like just like working too hard and then it came back to theaters for like one day for like three screenings and i got to the last screening at like 3 30 and it was uh completely empty except for me and it was like raining the whole time but our local movie theater um it had like really bad like roofing so the whole time it was like raining it like sounded like it was like coming from the movie and it was like really atmospheric and then that scene where um he goes to the like second place being the only mm-hmm. person in this like whole theater as that happens that was like really special that was like a amazing moment for me yeah that sounds amazing you're like you know uh 
you're like in the second place yourself. You're immersed in the second exactly. place. Exactly. So. And um, that's cool. The only movie that I could have not been mad about winning that year besides it was Shape of Water. So like it was like, okay, I'm glad that like at least like like for Best Picture, at least it was Shape of Water. That was the only other movie that really should have been on this list. I yeah, I still haven't seen Shape of Water yet, but that was the year when it was Shape of Water versus uh, what was the second film, the runner up that everybody's pushing for. Uh, was that La La Land or no? Like, yeah, the year before no. was La La Land and Moonlight. No, I think I think they said La La Land, but it was actually Moonlight. Yeah, that, that was, was the year before, year. I think. But like, so I forget what Shape of Water was up against. It was um, so Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, Three Billboards, The Post. Get Out, Dunkirk, Darkest Hour. Oh, that's a tough list. Okay, so it was like three three billboards in Dunkirk, I think, was the top three that year. Though, um... That everybody was talking about. Crap, well, uh, what movie was, like, the, like, Florida movie? Um, Florida Project? Yeah, that should have been on that list. That was so that much was better so than half those good, movies. Bro. Oh, my yeah. God. Like, it wasn't necessarily, at that time, a movie that I would go watch in a movie theater. I watched it on a, on a plane flight. And I fucking loved it. I wish I went to the theaters to see it. So I have to rewatch it at home or something. But yeah, that should have been nominated. Like, I get that the post sure. has like Tom Hanks. And it's about like people like in newspapers. And like, that's like just like peak Hollywood masturbation, though. Like that shouldn't be on the list. It wasn't <laughs> important at all. Mm-hmm. Like, just put on the Florida Project. Like that could have won too, honestly. Like, that was just like such a amazing movie. But, you know, uh, but <laughs> uh, that was our Oscar rant for today. <laughs> yeah, for next week, we'll look at uh, like a different year in the Oscars. And <laughs> I'm rolling a D100. It's 1994. So that's a good year. But no, um, let's switch over to uh, our um, weekly chat, which is Mashin Sensei Kira Major and Kaben Rider 01. So to start out this week, um, we split it up and we looked at um, half Sentai, half Kamen Rider. Now, this happened for like a couple of reasons. One is that um, on like our normal clip of watching two episodes of like Zero One, we actually would have gotten off in the middle of an arc and like watched episode like 25 and then like watching episode like 26, like might have been awkward a little bit or like not a complete run. So like for us, like it made more sense to like just look at this one episode that was much more standalone but also um it's right as there was like a new sentai era so it was like completely perfect to like check in on what this new season is and also not be in like an awkward run for zero one which is like part of why we did it and like um for this james um there's like a block called superhero time in japan and that's like the hour where sentai and common rider airs like back to back oh wow yeah it's stacked damn they're getting spoiled over there <laughs> That's kind of like a tsunami hour. That's, that's what it reminds me of. Like tsunami kind of sounds like that a little bit. Yeah, because over there, like they still have like the like cartoon or like the like kids block in a way that we kind of don't anymore. Like it's like been taken over mostly by like Netflix and like watching old Paw Patrol, which like, hey, I love me some rubble, but still, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. but no. Uh, so what are your general thoughts on this first episode of Mashin Setai, the Kira Major? So I'll start with the positives first. Um, for me, 
I thought it was really interesting that they had these gems or these crystals or whatever you want to refer to them as, as part of the crew. Um, I kind of practice and, you know, like the spiritualism of, you know, collecting crystals, chakra crystals and stuff like that. So I thought that's what they were going for. So I thought that was really cool. I thought that each crystal would represent a certain quality. Maybe it does in the future episodes. They, did re- they didn't really discuss that in episode one, but I really liked how they, how they did that. Um, I also like the side characters, the yellow, the, the blue, the pink and the green. Um, I thought it was interesting, like their backstories. I believe one <laughs> was a actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was a track star. Um, I forget what the pink ranger was. Was she a singer? A doctor, like a surgeon, I think. Doctor. She was a doctor. Um, the blue ranger was, I forget what he the was. The actor oh, yeah, and the yellow the, ranger was that's the, the actor. Yeah. professional gamer. I liked yeah. how... <laughs> I liked how that, and he made a funny joke towards the end when he was like, they're like naming off like the different colors. And he was like, so gaming doesn't affect, <laughs> I don't get to pick my color. He made some kind of joke about, about him being the Yellow Ranger and doesn't add up to him being a gamer. But uh, I thought the humor was okay. Uh, the Red Ranger was a little bit too over the top yeah. for me. Um, a lot of screaming, a lot of repeating the same catchphrase over and over. Um, but every time he said Kira mentality, I kept thinking about Mamba mentality for some reason. <laughs> and uh, maybe it's sparkleration or whatever, like is like yeah, that, that's what it was. And sparkleration and Kira mentality was getting worn out throughout this whole uh, first episode. But overall, uh, I thought it was entertaining to say the least. Uh, <laughs> I saw a lot of theories about is this even the right Red Ranger because. Uh, they kind of just found him and made him be the Red Ranger. He was kind of like in class and they kind of like abducted him and yeah. introduced him to the other Rangers. But uh, the fight choreography was really cool. It was one one part when he got hit by one of the Rangers and he kind of like flew. And it was like a POV camera shot of him yeah, crashing cool. into the uh, trash cans. But it was a lot of cool moments like that. What do you think? Well, like this felt like... Um immediately it was falling into like the problem that we've like mentioned last time we looked at like Suntai with the Red Ranger being the main character like over much where like all of the other four Rangers they kind of seem like cooler characters yeah way cooler <laughs> but so um every year towards the end of um that series of like Suntai's run they'll have like a crossover movie like with the last year's Suntai and that's also like where like while the crossover team from the past like that year and the year before like are like rushing to fight like there will like be some kind of like moment where like the villains are about to like sneak up and then the team that's about to premiere will show up for the first time and say hey what's up like let's stop them from stopping our friends or whatever so like um which is like a confusing way to do it so this show actually has like a zero episode that aired with like aired with the crossover movie that came out like a few weeks before it came on the air. And that zero episode shows like the magical crystal kingdom being destroyed. It shows like the king being killed and it shows all four of the non red rangers being recruited. And that seems vital, right? Yeah. Um, that was kind of missing in episode one. I kind of wish I would have watched that before, but, um, I talked to you before the party said I wasn't missing much, but yeah. I would have <laughs> liked to see the other rangers get recruited though, because them just, Pulling up on a Red Ranger and being like, here, take this and <laughs> go do your job um, was kind of a weird origin story. Um, and I think the only reason he was the Ranger is because he could draw and then he manifested some shit. So um, it was very weird. How was the origin stories for other three Rangers or other four? Uh, well, 
it was cool to see like the like kingdom being like taken down like that like that king was actually like pretty badass and like the, they barely mentioned it but like the two like the two generals for the bad guys the one in the weird armor like is like his brother and like that zero like episode ends with him putting on like that weird armor so you can't tell that he looks like the crystal people which seems like you'd want to show that to show that he is like a betrayer or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> but no um those four rangers they were all introduced better they showed them doing what they were good at and like i was like kind of like uh one moment where like i was just like oh that's kind of like a gratuitous ass shot of like the green ranger and i was like okay that's a little weird but uh <laughs> <laughs> so was the yellow ranger recruited like in the middle of an esports match or something <laughs> yeah like he was like playing like tekken or something and they saw him and they're like oh yeah sure but like it was like that's him <laughs> What they also didn't show was that they all got recruited like the day before it ends. Like they all meet for the first time. Then the monsters that like are like attacking during episode one, that's when they appear. So basically like it it, like implies like that they've been a team for a while. But this is like maybe their first time actually fighting together episode one. And they never make that clear, right? Nah, I thought they were like a unit this whole time. This show kind of felt like we like mentioned um, when we looked at like Roof Soldier, but this show felt like it maybe had too many themes at once because they were like magicians, but they're diamonds, but they're cars. Yeah, it was a lot going on. And then um, I think their like final special attack was like just the Red Rangers Zord or whatever, like smacking the crystals into the, the monster of the week. Yeah, that was kind of weird. It's cool that like they beat the monster without like uh, without becoming like their Megazord the first time. But also, yeah, like there's just like too many themes going on at once for me to know like what coherently is going on here yeah it was a lot to take in there's one thing though that i really 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 loved um one piece of like just like chef's kiss like actually brilliant like world building (laughs) and uh the um uh the two evil um generals like one's like a wizard that has like a human mouth and has like paint all over it that shit freaks me out bro i just can't i can't look at him like it was just ah i don't know man uh, yeah he he definitely got the job done he was he was definitely ugly to look at but that it was so weird seeing like you know the top being a monster and the bottom's like a human mouth i thought that was there disturbing. are um two kinds of sentai villains that like they don't use much anymore and one is like that like the partially like human in like a way that makes like the like non-human parts like more jarring mm-hmm. and then there's like the female porn star that's like dressed real skimpy and like <laughs> Yeah, it's like a weird thing, but um, speaking of pr- prior uh, performances, uh, I believe I read that the blue, uh, the blue Kira Major was uh, in Garo. Oh, he was a character called Crow. I was like, oh <laughs> shit, we just did that last week. Okay, yeah, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I don't think we got that far, but I thought him. it was cool that he was in uh, the Garo show. Yeah. Um. So, but the one thing, um, for me that was actually like really great was um. When the uh, the like bad guys are talking about like their plan to take over like the Earth, uh, the um, weird human face one, Carantula, he says, <laughs> um, "Won't it be ironic that they are destroyed by a faucet, one of their own, like one of their own icons?" And that is the perfect thing for like a weird evil alien wizard to say, <laughs> right? Like you don't yeah. understand like human culture at all, so you think it will be ironic that a faucet is your monster? Yeah. That was pretty. That was a weird first monster too. Just the faucet is spilling shit everywhere. I kind of th- and then they like yeah. were like turn it off by running into the the uh, handle. 
I kind of think it was like actually like really cool though, because like his like weird wizard from space reasoning made it work for me. But also that I thought when I was like a kid and like playing with toys, I totally beat the shit out of like faucets and like weird staplers <laughs> and stuff. That's true. That's probably why they like have it be like these weird mundane things like old tires, because then like kids will have their toys and like they'll go play with some old tires, you know? What was uh what was the monster in episode zero? Or was there one? Uh no, there was just the mooks really. But yeah, um and it seemed like the monster was drawing some kind of magical circle, which like that gave me like some like Pacific Rim, like there's gonna be something at some point that like comes out of this that's gonna like really fuck shit up. Yeah, that that's definitely the vibe it gave off. Which like is like a cool way to set things up. Um you might not have watched them yet, but uh for next week, um like we're looking at um Go Busters and like I think that show does like the same thing where um the Rangers have like partners in like their like Zords and stuff, but it's like I didn't like how loud and like how like just over the top like each different jewel was as well. It was too much for me. Yeah, there should have been like backseat characters kind of like in uh Go Busters. Um Go Busters I feel like they were as loud, but they knew when to step in and like, you know, uh they picked their spots. But uh, the stones were kind of like over talking the main characters, which is kind of weird. Yeah, because basically like it turned into we have to introduce like 10 rangers. Which <laughs> yeah, is a that's lot. exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and we're still only going to focus on like the Red Ranger, really. So, yeah, a lot to take in this episode for sure. I'm pretty sure it dials back a couple episodes from now, but yeah, we a lot to, yeah. A lot to take in episode one. Like you weren't the biggest fan of you didn't love Arto like at first either, right? No, I did not. <laughs> I, I did not like Orator, but I love him now. And speaking of which, like any like last thoughts or can like we switch over to Kamen Rider Zero One? Uh, last thoughts. Um, this is a show that I would give a second chance. Like I will watch more of it. But uh, I mean, the characters seem really interesting. Um, other than the, the Red Ranger being a little bit too much with all the catchphrases, I do see some potential in this show. I'd love to like watch like episode like seventeen or something and see what that is. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, um, for coming out early zero one, we looked at episode 25 and woof, this is a good one. This was a very, very good, good. Yeah. Um, and like it starts as like a weird clip show info dump, but also like, I wasn't sure how much of what they were telling us we were supposed to know. Cause I felt like we knew a lot of it, but, but maybe mm-hmm. not all at once. Or maybe like part of that was like us as adults, like filling in the gaps that like were there, but. Yeah, yeah it was a lot easier to take in when they kind of gave that exposition dump. But it was some things that I didn't even really realize until they all put it together. So I did appreciate the little flashback along with the visuals they had in the back. Like, progress keys come from human gears with good intentions. <laughs> Zetsumai's keys come from malice. From I'm like, okay, there we go. I need charts. I need... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm easier to... It's easy for me to take in information with visuals, so... And I guess like that like whole thing where his dad made the common writer system was from the movie that came out in December. So that's like them using that footage, I think, which is cool. Yeah. I felt kind of lost because I was in a comic section of, after I watched the uh, episode and I saw someone saying that they could potentially bring back his father in a the show. Then I saw someone say, no, he was in the movie. So maybe he's not going to make another appearance. Yeah. It's hard to really know. Cause like we really are only here getting the first like real, understanding of what the end game of this like show could be like we had like two different arcs and like we're kind of like partway through like arc two so we still don't know really like what will like the ultimate like 
form of this world be, you know? And so is Soro hidden? Is this Arudo's birth dad or is he just a humagear acting like a father type humagear? Like I, I'm I'm still having a hard time trying to figure out what's going on there. Um he has I know his grandfather is a, a pure human. I'm just confused about his father. It's been like, you know, yeah. <laughs> twenty five episodes and I still don't know what the fuck's going on. They have <laughs> never clarified that. <laughs> okay, it's not like, just me then. They've never presented his dad not wearing like the old school headphones. So right. we're supposed to assume that he was like a human gear. And Arto knows that, but he's also human. So like I'm not sure. So I'm like Where's his birth parents? Like, what happened to them? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I need answers. Hopefully they get answered. Maybe it's like a bicentennial man kind of thing where, like, his dad got, like, a real hard or, like, real junk or whatever. And just, like, that's how it happened. I don't know. Yeah, I can also see, like, his father died <laughs> and like, you know, like a horrible crash or something like that. And maybe his grandfather wanted to bring his son back to life and he brought him back as a human gear. Maybe something like that. They do make um, the point. That like one of the main types of like human gears was a father type. So that would like maybe lead to like it was made for Arto and then mass produced kind of thing. Ah, there we go. We figured it out. Yeah, maybe. You heard it first, guys. Uh, it's just a theory though. No spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Common Riders me shoots on why this happened. And like <laughs> I like too that um this like starts off like it just like there's like a real tension here with this episode because um it starts off like very calm like why is izu being cute oh no like fu is here and he's being nice he sees like and like there's like a random human gear that has like a weird gimmick but then like get that hint of like that wing on the roof and it's like okay shit's going down yeah like the progression into seeing the common rider on the roof was amazing like it starts off with you know izu has the coronavirus he's not feeling good uh and then she says, I'm not sick. I'm just not connected to the satellite, which is like, why the fuck do you have an ice pack on your head? Which is good. <laughs> Be social distance. Don't connect to satellites when you're sick, Izu. Right, right. Exactly. Um, and I'm not sure exactly when cases popped up in Japan as far as the coronavirus. Maybe they threw that in there just to like, you know. That happens sometimes. So, like, it's probably like a six weeks ago. This was like recorded, if I had to guess. Yeah. I didn't know if they like threw stuff, current events in there like that. But I thought that was... Kind of cool to add that in there. Um, <clears throat> I also saw that the uh, the human gear of the week, um, Hasake bot or the professor bot. Yeah. Um, I saw that the reason that he probably had a uh, a light bulb above his head was because like he was like one of the original human gears, and they're like showing like you know like examples like maybe like an emoji like this is a yeah. doctor <laughs> light bulb like he's smart kind of like dumbing it down for people that are trying to buy into this whole idea. But uh, once I saw that wing on the roof. Cause you know me, I don't watch the the clips of the next episode. I kind of just turn it off. I want to be spoiler free. But I was like, oh shit, who the hell is this? And the reveal was amazing, yeah. bro. I can, oh my god, like he's back. I'm so happy. From the info dump, like we get like a scene of like them talking to Guy and to Yua, and basically like guys like just saying, yeah, I'm trying to manufacture weapons. It's cool that there's terrorists. That just means I can like sell more weapons, which is cool for a kid show to like. Just have him be like an utter douchebag and like an utter like asshole. Yeah, and Fu was like so mad about it because he realized he's being used for you know guys' end goal, and uh, and that's to weaponize the common riders. And I feel like once um, Arudo kind of stopped Fu from attacking guy, and they went off, I think their friendship kind of leveled up. 
Um, they seemed totally. a lot more closer in that moment. I'm like, oh shit, they had a bromance moment right there. So it's cool to see them actually like embracing their friendship a lot more. And it was also cool to see Fua laughing at one of Rudo's jokes that was behind amazing. the back again. Yeah, well, like he like <laughs> grapples him so he can't see that he's laughing. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, he's laughing at you. So I can't wait to see that reveal when he actually sees he's making Fua's laugh. That's going to be a great moment. I absolutely bet it'll be something where like they think that like Fu is like dead and like Arthur like sadly makes some joke on accident. <laughs> That's my guess at least. But no, I'll like, make him pass out. Yeah. <laughs> Yaya, uh, Yaiba or uh, Yua seemed kind of stand back when she heard about what he's actually doing too. I don't think she knew about the weapon of Kamen Rider's part. She seemed kind of stunned when he said that guy that is. She just keeps giving me like vibes. He's got to be like her like adopted dad or something. Like, there's just something to it. Like, the way she seems so disillusioned as she learns more and more about him, but still kind of, like, devoted to helping him. Like, she's just, she's, like, been slowly building, and I think, like, we're going to get something in the next couple episodes for her, because she's kind of been percolating for a while. But, mm-hmm. but she's just, like, so, she just feels like the gun on the mantle place, like, right now, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, um, I love the way that, like, um, for, like, Fua and, like, Aruto, like, they just kind of, like, do have that like as common writer Vulcan, like as common writer, <laughs> like just like talking through like what they like want and like what they'll do, and then they have like their big like bromance, like let's fight this whole like small army kind of thing moment. That was an amazing fight sequence, too. Like yeah. one of my favorites of the last few episodes. And once uh, Aruto transformed into like his new form, that was a fucking crazy ass yeah. final attack. Like that shit was epic. I fucking loved it when he throws him like that gun while it's like prime for like a finisher too just ah uh, like, yeah. yeah that felt like a like a season finale type episode and it kind like of it was, was like super a little intense. bit um i liked um just how we're like still getting like those like little shots of like who's this guy in like a suit walking has like a like keychain that like has like a key on <laughs> yeah it. uh-huh I'm, i wrote that in my notes i'm like who is this mysterious writer and it even like uh increased my anticipation when they showed like the silhouettes of the other two members we didn't meet yet, mm-hmm. when they were like, it's other, it's like four members of Metsubu Jinrai. I'm like, who the hell are these other two members? So that's still well. One of them is like um that astronaut Raiden who was there for one episode and got killed when Fuwa got his like form. Okay. And the last one appears to be our ghost. Now, one cool thing there is that um they are actually um the first non-binary actor in Common Rider. Now, I'm not sure because like cultural difference but from like what i was seeing people talk about like they like don't go by female pronouns and like their character like might not i think it's like a like cool thing to see like that there's like uh who could be like a major character in like a like hit show like in japan like and yeah um now um the next place that we go though is that fight scene and what do you think of this like actual like seeing the suit in this fight scene here this was a beautiful suit, and for this rider's powers to involve fire, I'm all in. Like, this was an amazing fight. Um, Fuwa didn't completely get his ass kicked. He kind of held his own for a little bit, but um, this new rider stole the show. I mean, damn. Like, the final attack was great, um, and I don't know when you want to talk about the reveal, but... No, just like... When they... Jesus. Can we say... Can I say it? Yeah, absolutely. Jin is back! Oh my god, bro. Like... Y'all know how much I love Jin. He's back and he has ears. He glowed up. This is the glow up of 2020. Like, he just came out fresh as hell. I didn't even recognize him. I'm like, is that Jin? And he's like, 
I've evolved. <laughs> he has like a suit that you can buy online for two thousand yeah. dollars, like off like the premium Bandai website. And he has ears. And he's now. had two of the most iconic suits I've seen so far. Mm. Like the throwback one with the pink and the the gray and the nice eyepiece, like the, the uh like the sharp crystallized yeah. eyes. And this one, Jen is Jen is on a roll for sure. And just like there's just something so menacing about the fact that we don't know how he came back or what he is now or what he wants or like, mm-hmm. but he's just like so powerful and like so able. Cause like, um, he like is like a completely like new fighter. He like tactically and like gracefully compared to like before takes down Fua. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what exactly happened to him when he, we saw him die. So, um, they're saying the arc brought him back, but I want to know exactly how did art bring him back. And now he has this new power to control other human gear without, you know, making him go red. So yeah. now anybody could be a double agent and Naruto was like not going to be able to trust anybody. I mean, when he revealed that he was the professor bot the whole time, that just makes you want to go back and rewatch the episode right there because he just told us everything, literally everything that happened. What was it? 12 years ago, 13 years ago. Yeah. And pretty much said everything. And that was, that was Jin the whole time that changed the whole dynamic of that episode. Like I would never forget that moment. And too, like, um, he can blend in with humans way better now. Like he just looks like a human at this point and like can act in a non-stilted way. Like he does seem t- to be at like a whole like different level of like of like what his um singularity is and he's just very dangerous. Like without even like his powers it feels like. Like he just has like a danger to him. I saw someone say that uh Jin's the daddy now. <laughs> that shit was so funny. <laughs> like Hirobi's getting son now. <laughs> yeah you know i would not doubt it honestly because like Jin just has some that is a good suit one of my favorites There's so a lot for him um like both like when he's like in like casual and the guy's a rider and and then the ending whenever you know Hirobi's trying to give you know Jin orders like he's used to doing he's like you've come back to press the button to initiate the arc and then Jin's like that's not where i came back and fucking pulls a gun on him i'm like who the fuck is this like Jen is on a whole new level right now, and I'm loving it. I can't wait to see what's going to happen in these next two episodes. And also, um, the whole power of like Metal Cluster Hopper is based around having like the support of human gears. So if Jin can hack one of those like human gears and like make make Arto just like completely and like randomly like um like go back to being berserk, that's a big power mm-hmm. too. Or like like just like not being able. To to use like his like new trump card yeah because one of the one of the big things about having metal cluster hopper was hopper now is you could convert the uh the my gears back into human gears now you can't even do that because it's Jin inside of the human gears body so and can you imagine him controlling other my gear while he's in his rider suit like he's damn near and and you know indefeatable at this point he's like next level right now and like a way that like they're not ready for and like yeah uh like i think um yeah, and we still haven't seen Metal Cluster Hopper go against go against this new rider one on one yet, but I'm pretty sure it's gonna be an intense battle. I think he's a lot stronger than uh Guy. I think he's stronger than Thouser suit, would you say? I don't Raiden? know yet. Like um um like in the previews for um What would you say the power scale is at right, right now? now? I'd say um riders, um then there's like then there's like Hirobi, then there's the riders with their upgrades, then there's Thouser. Then there's probably like 
gin and like metal cluster hopper like are like probably like on the same level if not like different like i'm not sure but like chances are like he can't be beat like unless they're like going like full power you know mm-hmm. one thing too is that like i think we might actually see like a mass-produced like common rider like belt like in this series which would be like interesting has that happened before yes um the last time it happened was a few years ago and like it was just like there were like hundreds of like this one like slightly weaker variant like common rider kind of thing and like it's like a thing that like once in a while they'll do where there's like a um like they're called like trooper riders like where it's like small like army kind of situation mm-hmm. could see like a um here's like a whole group of like bronze like thousands and there's like 12 of them or whatever you know that would be wild no like we're like still like this kind of felt like the absolute like halfway point like for me where i think they're definitely going big from here and like you know yeah i definitely felt the stakes rise a lot more in this episode um it definitely moved the plot forward like i love um i don't mind filler but this felt like very forward moving and I mean, like you said, we're halfway through here, and this is my first time, you know, going completely through a Kamen Rider series, so I don't really know what to expect. I can, you know, I could uh, guess. I can... Uh, what's your guess? Yeah, I guess. What's that? What's your guess? Um, Honestly, at this point, I have no idea, Um, other than the whole thing about Aruto's father being a mystery. Um, I have an idea about that, but I honestly don't know which direction this can go. <laughs> like, I don't know... If, th- if these kind of shows end up in with happy endings, I don't know if they end up in sad <laughs> endings. I don't know. Like, I really don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know if the hero always wins in camaraderie shows. If I knew if they always won, then I'll, I'll have an idea. But I honestly don't really want to know until I get to that point. You know what I mean? Honestly, um, there's no good answer for that because it really depends on the, like, on the series. So there, ha- so there has been sad endings? Yeah. <laughs> um, like, there has been, like the character death or there's been like the oh and now i'm ostracized from like society ending and there's been like the oh well the bad guy kind of won independent but like yeah like even like in like the past like few years like there's been endings that have been bittersweet if not like bad a little bit okay so yeah so anything's possible yeah i don't know um i think like we're probably gonna see like something like maybe like a little bit like more like of like a body horror like man machine blend like in our future like as like oh, things wow. go up where can you go after you've had like robots become monsters then people become monsters well mix them up and that's kind of what like Jin's new form kind of like implies like at first like they think he's human remember mm-hmm. any last thoughts or like want to move to the end uh we can move to the end but i will say that this is probably one of the most memorable episodes um of the series, I'm going to go back and look at the moment when Jin came back for sure. Um, yeah, I can't believe he came back from the dead. Um, with no explanation. But, uh, with no explanation yet. Um, looking forward to these two, these next two episodes. It's going to be action packed, man. Can't wait. Hey, for next time, um, like we are bringing on from the Tokyo Black Hour podcast, Brandon. And yeah, so for that, we're looking at um, Tokomo Sentai Go Busters versus Kamen Rider Beast Morphers. And that should be interesting because they're two different shows from two different cultures seven years apart um i'm definitely looking forward to it we haven't done sentai in a while so it'd be cool to go back and see what's going on and uh well we just did episode on sentai i'm capping um (laughs) it'd be cool to go back and look at some more sentai that's what i meant to say and uh compare the two um to each other you might like it though because um this sentai is meant to be more like common rider than um the past two that we looked at 
slightly more mature and like i think like you might might like it more this time i'll take your word for it oh and um we forgot the most important thing that happened this week um tokushoutsu the new streaming service for tokusatsu the first that has like the like original common rider in it it comes out tomorrow huge news out of nowhere well nowhere for me <laughs> i didn't even know yeah so i think they have like a couple sentai seasons like a couple old like ultraman seasons and the original common yeah. rider all subbed so i'm looking at the list right now and it says common rider season one mm-hmm. uh ultraman leo okay uh a lot of different sen- super sentai shows i can't even name all of these let alone pronounce them uh the thing that i'm looking for the most is called let's talk toku which is going to be like a uh you know a toku weekly news show Oh, okay. um, d- that's going to be super fun. They're going to talk about uh, mass heroes, kaiju monsters, cyborgs, toys, villains. Going to be so much fun. And uh, there's another thing called the Backlot. Uh, select episodes of uh, Godzilla, Gamera, Goro, and they're going to have live events too. Um, like Power Morphing Con. So, man, and this is free from what I've heard. It's that's on cool, Pluto yeah. TV. I never checked it out before, but um, suppose it's a free streaming service. And within the service, I guess you just download Toku Shoutsu and get the party started. So I'm definitely going to be checking this out. Um, like like you guys know, I'm a newcomer and I need to digest a lot of uh, information so I can educate myself on what I've been missing out on and what to look forward to. Yeah, I think in the next um, like maybe like two or three episodes, like we might look at like the original Common Rider. That would like just be like a really fun way because it's great that it's actually like officially like available because like that could mean like if we support it like more to come hopefully yeah we should definitely do a uh, a review of the toku shoutsu service and you know give our thoughts on what what they have to offer so i mean this is huge for the states i'm super excited to see um this take off um it's also really cool to see that there's more people like me and kip over here that enjoy toku and uh, I don't know who fought for this, but thank you. <laughs> um, it's definitely the reason that they're putting this in the States. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be fun. Absolutely. And um, let's start to sign off, actually. And where can they find you, James? You can find me at PopColtNet on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Once again, that's at PopColtNet. How about you, Kip? You can find me at James Forge on Twitter and the podcast. You can email us podcast at commonridetome.com go to our, our website commonridetome.com and find the podcast on twitter at commonridetome and as we always say um, if you can't do the rhyme it's time for a crime so what crimes were committed today I don't know uh damn that's a good one I might need to think on this one what if you come on one being before me loud, then yeah okay I was gonna say come back from the dead and kill your dad <laughs> <laughs>